PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome, everybody, to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there. Don't forget, January 1st, we're going to have a banner, little banner ad up there. You can click on it. That'll take you to RockyMountainATVMC.com. And that lets those guys know that you're purchasing the products because of Kiefer Inc. testing. So please check that out. If you guys are going to go shop, please go to my site first. Click the banner ad, and that will direct you to Rocky Mountain. And, of course, Racetech. Racetech.com. Have you checked out their engine services yet or maybe their suspension revalve? If you haven't, go to Racetech.com. Do yourself a favor and browse around a little bit. Very cool stuff over there from those guys at Racetech. And if you guys want a discount, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. I will get you in contact with someone over there at Racetech and get you on down the trail or even the track, whichever you guys prefer. Racetech.com. Go check them out. And Fly Racing, flyracing.com. The best gear out there, hands down. Going to be a little bit bigger into fly racing next year for 2020 we will cover that for the new year show but i can tell you right now if you go to flyracing.com there'll be a plethora of colors and of course gear lines that you are going to enjoy i am a light hydrogen guy steve mathis is a kinetic guy there's also an evo line no matter what the boa reel rules Every time I wear a pant that doesn't have it, I always try to, uh, I'm rolling out of the pits, right? And I want to go to adjust my pant. There's nothing back there. I miss the boa reel. So flyracing.com, go check them out. Helmets, goggles, boots, pants, jerseys, BMX, snowmobile, casual wear. They got it all. Go head over there to flyracing.com. And hey, new to the podcast, Chevrolet of Kylene in Texas. That's right. Suck it, Steve. You got Honda World. We got Chevrolet of Kylene. You guys are out in Texas, or even if you're not, go check out Chevrolet of Kylene. And if you mention Kiefer Tested, get a free oil change, and you're looking for a good deal? That's right. Deal on a new or used vehicle? Hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you in contact with someone over there and get you guys... Like a rock, I was strong as I could be, like a rock. You know, Chevrolet, that commercial, Bob Seger. Ah, it's good stuff. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Very cool. Yes, Heather may or may not be driving a Chevrolet in 2020. Say goodbye to Jeep Trick. That's what we call her Jeep. Not Cheap Trick, Jeep Trick. I know, it's catchy, right? Thank me later. Chevrolet Kylene, go check them out. All right, guys, this is uh, our last podcast of 2020. I'm going to take a couple weeks off. I need it. I'm getting a little bit sick and run down. I need to take some time off from dirt bikes and get refreshed for 2020. Supercross is coming, more testing, and we're going to expand this sucker a little bit, of course, with racerxonline.com. So that is going to be fun. But I thought, hey, January 5th is right around the corner, and guess what that is? That's the first day of the Dakar Rally in Saudi Arabia. You heard that right. Saudi Arabia. I'm running. I'm running for the hills. I'm not racing my dirt bike in Saudi Arabia. I'm out. But there's a lot of guys racing the Dakar Rally in Saudi Arabia, 
And so I sat down with our American hopeful, just one of them, but to me, he's my go-to guy. He's a high-des guy. Ricky Brabeck almost won the whole damn thing last year. Came very, very close to being the first American ever to win the Dakar Rally. So he has a very good chance in 2020. I wanted to get with him before he left, and that's in a couple weeks. But I train and I ride. I don't ride as much this year because he was really focusing in on his rally riding and navigation skills. So we used to ride moto together and, and an occasional trail ride. But this year he's been really buckling down and uh, training with Jimmy Lewis and Johnny. And he has a couple buddies that he goes out in the desert with and that uh, basically tries to hone in on his navigation slash speed skills, which is very difficult. I couldn't imagine hauling ass across the desert, looking down on my roll chart and, uh, trying to find my way around the Mojave Desert at speed. So props to Ricky and Shorty. Those two guys are going to go at it this year again. And uh, I sat down with Rick. We talked about his bike. We talked about training. Um, We talked about the things that uh, scare him going to Saudi Arabia. It's very interesting, so hopefully you guys like it. I know some of you guys have been really up my butt about doing more off-road, so... You guys have been getting a lot of off-road lately, so Ricky is our American hope. Not the discount shorty. I'm a big shorty fan as well, but I feel like Ricky has a real solid chance at a podium, if not the win. There's a lot of good guys racing the Dakar Rally and a lot of gnarly guys, but to have an American win this would be, it would start a new chapter, I think, for American Rally Racing. You see a lot of off-road guys now wanting to go to rally. Um, I think Ricky kind of started that. When Ricky first told me that he was going to go do rally racing, I was like, what? Rally? Are you going to make any money? Well, Ricky's making a good living. He just bought a new house. He has a nice contract from uh, Factory Honda, which is the Monster Energy Honda racing team. A little bit different than what we have here. It's a European-based team. And uh, he's making a great living out of it. And he's not racing National Hare and Hounds anymore. He's just focusing in on rally. That's his number one goal is to win the Dakar rally. You'll hear in this podcast, he's pretty modest. He says, hey, I just want to finish. But I know deep down that uh, he knows that he can win. So um, if you guys are out um, and about and you have to go to work, set your recorders, set your TiVo, set your DVRs, whatever the hell you got. NBC Sports is going to be following Dakar Rally. I'm going to be following it closely and watching for Rick. Uh, you can follow Ricky Brabeck on Instagram and see how his whole Dakar Rally experience is going. He's pretty. Um, he's a mellow guy. He's fun to be around. Uh, I, I talk trash on him a little bit because he's a little bit of a lurpy guy, kind of dirt to dirt kind of dude, but he's a smart kid. Uh, I bust his balls up a little bit, but uh, this is a fun interview between us, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. So um, thanks for listening. And hopefully you guys out there have a a very merry holiday. That sounded weird, but anyway, merry holiday. Happy holidays to you guys. (laughs) Merry Christmas. And uh, thank you guys for joining me on this adventure with this podcast. And it's been fun, man. It's been clicking along here pretty good. Uh, Over 50 podcasts this year. Man, it's a lot of work. But uh, it's fun delivering these uh, types of interviews to you and tests especially when I get to talk to you guys over email and or at the track. So very rewarding experience for me. I like it. It's fun for me to do, and uh, we're going to be hitting it harder and even you know, even longer. I've, a couple episodes already uh, got lined up that are going to be longer episodes. Some of you guys were saying, hey, 60 minutes, not long enough. Well, next year we'll have some uh, 90 to 120-minute uh, episodes, so that'll be fun. And, of course, support... These advertisers that are on this show, this keeps this thing up and moving. We have a couple new ones like Chevrolet of Kylene and uh, be a couple more on board next year as well. So support these guys. Get a discount code. Save yourself some money. If you guys have any questions about my advertisers, hit me up. Not a problem. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'm an open book. It's not a big issue. Unlike other media outlets out there that you can't reach the editors, well, you can reach me. We can talk. Sit down. On the tailgate. Just bullshit about dirt bikes. It's easy to do. I love it. That's why we're doing this damn thing. So 
Thank you guys for the support. Enjoy Ricky Brabeck and, just like I said earlier, Merry Holiday. Woo! All right, guys. 2020 is coming up. We are about, I don't know, two weeks away from January 1. But, of course, for you off-road guys that know what January brings, January 5th through the 17th is the Dakar Rally. And this year it's in Saudi Arabia, which is gnarly. I, I don't, I'm going to talk to this guy about that here in a minute. But... We have a few Americans in in the event this year, but obviously the one that is closest to my heart is Ricky Brabeck because you're a high-des guy. That's the, only, that's the only reason. Not because well, you're thanks. a good dude, because you're a high-des guy. <laughs> so uh, Ricky's with – what is your team called? I know it's a Team Honda, but what is the official team name? Monster Energy Honda Team. Okay. So – to recap, if you guys haven't listened, go back to my archives, listen to Ricky's interview last year from the Dakar. Um, he came home a little bit disappointed. He was winning the whole fucking thing. And the then whole had a, fucking thing. The whole fucking thing, and he had a mechanical that he wasn't stoked on. And we, we talk about that and a little bit, the, little bit about the rally. But, yeah, this year we're in Saudi Arabia. Dude, aren't you scared to go there? Like, seriously. Um, yeah, it, it's right on the borderline of Iraq. Um, how, how close do you guys get to that border? I was looking at, I mean, from the map, it looks fairly close, but in reality, as a bird flies, it's probably pretty far. Um, a lot of people ask me if I'm going to have my helmet painted as an American flag. So for <laughs> sure, I kind of stepped away from that. I'm kind of wearing all black this year. Uh, no American flag for me going over there just for safety reasons on my part. So, um, yeah, it's a little scary. Dude, that is insane. Like, as a dirt biker, I mean, think about this. People at home listen to this. Like, you're a dirt biker. You're just going to go race your dirt bike, but you got to think about all the other shit you have to do on the back end because you're racing in a in a country that it's a third world country that you have no idea what the fuck can happen to you for safety reasons. And not to mention all the safety reasons you have to, to think about when you're racing. So, yeah. Um, you know, they, they, <laughs> we can't even wear shorts there. Um no tattoos are really allowed, and for people that know, I'm covered in tattoos. So, uh, you know, um, and as well as the women, like Laya. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's really safe until we're actually in the bivouac. You know, and the city might be a little bit um, sketchy, I'd say. Right. But yeah, for me, it's gonna be pants and long sleeves until I get to the bivouac for safety reasons. Okay. So before we move ahead. Explain rally to the people that may not know it, because I know a lot of my listeners, I have a lot of off-road listeners, but also motocross guys that want to follow you, obviously, because you're the American hopeful. I would say you and Shorty are the two biggest names. There's obviously more guys. Or there's another kid in Utah, right? Yeah, Skyler House. Skyler House. He's he's fairly good, and he did decent last year, right? Uh, He did our, I mean, I don't, yeah, he did all right. Yeah. Um, he didn't finish rally. I think he, he had an injury that kind of set him back, and, uh, the people kind of told him to take it easy and, and retire the rally. So uh, I just went training with him last week. He's he's smart, um, you know, but it's rally. So uh, training's a little bit different than actually racing. Right. Um, racing the Dakar takes, you know, it's it's rough. Right. And Skyler, Skyler had a taste of it this year in 2019. So, uh, yeah, he'll be back again for 2020. Um, so give the people out there a little bit of a synopsis about rally racing. So you said bibwack. I, I know what that is in, in a general sense, but explain rally racing to the people that may not know it. Yeah. Um, rally racing is, it's tough. It's not for everybody. It's not for the week. Um, I said bibwack. So bibwack for, for us or for, for people, at home wanting to know what the bivouac is, it'd be like going to a race and um, say going to an off-road race. We have pits. Right. It'd be like going to the pits or going to a motocross event and going to the pits. And that's where you sleep and you're not allowed to leave that area. Your bike's not allowed to leave that area. It's, it's kind of like an impound for your bike, yourself, your mechanics, your team. Okay. Um, and yeah, we have multiple bivouacs through the desert. Okay. You know, and now it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. So a little bit sketchy. But uh, and then you, we talked about before we started this interview, it's five thousand k total racing mile. I mean kilometers, and it's three thousand miles of racing. And then there's transfers to get to these racing portions. Yeah, yeah, so correct. Go ahead and explain that. Um, yeah, so there's uh five thousand super special, which is timed, like mm -hmm. we just said. Um, total is seven thousand eight hundred 
KM, which wow. is, um, you know, including transfer. And a transfer is like, uh, you know, sometimes you sleep, sometimes you sleep here in the bivouac in the desert, and then you got to ride your motorcycle on the highway or down some dirt roads for a couple hundred kilometers. Or, you know, sometimes you're lucky and you only have to ride like a hundred kilometers, and then uh, just to get to the special. And then when you start your special, it's it's on time. Okay. So then you got to race your special for 500 Ks. And then when you finish a special, you might have, you might have 300, 400 km of highway just to get to the next bivouac. So there every day there's, there's transfer sections in the morning, sometimes in the middle of the stage. And then sometimes at the end of the stage, it's very rare that we have, we race bivouac to bivouac. And obviously there's a time that you have to be at your special, correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's, you have a certain time to leave the bivouac. And then there's a certain time you have to start your super special. So if you're late, I mean, they're not going to wait for you. Your time's going. Your time's going. So, yeah. Right. So if you're late, you just automatically go through and you're, you're, you're leaving. Yeah. But you've never been late to one, right? No, I'm like super uh, scared to be late yeah. because I already struggle enough in the special. So right. I need all the time I can get. <laughs> um, going in the transfers, uh, do you hook up with other riders? Like do you – all you guys ride together for safety reasons? And is that something that you guys are thinking about doing this year because, you know, travel and packs? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh I'm sure we'll talk about it as a team when we're there, but um, normally, normally you just go, and if it's a super long uh, liaison, which is a transfer section, um, normally you know you see riders along the road peeing, uh, stopping for coffee or stopping for fuel, and then you just end up riding together. Right. But uh, if it's a short liaison, no, you don't see anybody because you leave three minutes apart. So three minutes apart, doing sixty-five miles an hour, you're not going to really catch anyone. Um. <clears throat> so sleep obviously is important in rally racing to recover long days i would assume that and you correct me if i'm wrong is rally more mental than physical uh rally is or do you think it's split down the middle no rally's more mental than physical for sure because i mean rally's tough you know physically right but uh it's mentally draining and mentally hard you know we're sleep deprived you're out there you're trying to follow a road book sometimes you get lost you get irritated um and then just the days go on and on and on and they drag and a lot of people you know they, they have day jobs and they think oh whatever you you're just riding a dirt you, bike you, you're just riding a dirt bike it right. takes no skill to ride a dirt bike and you as a test rider uh racer etc it's it's a lot more than just riding a dirt bike right uh, they don't they don't see what we do every day um yeah there's times where we don't want to do anything and we rest but uh, the Dakar, the rallies, the normal rallies, five days, Dakar's 12 to 15 days. Um, yeah, this year's 13 days. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, you know, we're waking up at three in the morning and we're on the road by four in the morning. And sometimes we're not even back to the bivouac till four in the afternoon. So that's a full day riding. Um, you know, we don't, we don't get to go, you know, hit, hit our time card, you know, and clock into work and then, right. and then punch it out, you know, and then leave work behind us, you know, in, in a rally, it's always with us. We're always thinking about yesterday, today, and tomorrow, trying to help ourselves for the previous days. And it's, it's a lot of work. So give me a little bit of background about some strategy about rally. I know there's, we talked about this last year. You don't really necessarily want to start in the front to break, yeah, to break yeah, the yeah. ground, right? So, um, the strategy, we, I'm, as of right now, we don't really know. Okay. So it's, it changes per race? Uh, yeah. You know, you, you get there and you find out about the, the terrain, the, the stage, you know, the speed, if it's high, uh, if it's slow, et cetera. But, uh, you know, a good strategy is, you know, some days, you know, all the vehicles will start in front of us or some days we'll start way in the back. Okay. So, so motorcycles don't necessarily start first every day. No. I'll be down. Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. And then some days we have like a mass start, which is like the top 15 bikes and the top 15 to 30, you know. Like a moto style. Like a moto style or a land rush style. Uh-huh. On those days, um, typically they'll do it in the sand dunes because it's a little bit safer just because it's less dusty and a little bit slower. But on those days, I think you just trail ride. You know, you just you take your turn opening a little bit. You let someone else open. And then at the finish line, you all finish within seconds. So, so explain to me this as a moto guy. Obviously, I've raced desert racing. You're national hair and hound champion before. 
It's it's totally different trying to go fast and reading terrain. That's that's one element, right? That's that's hard enough. And now you have to add I have to look at my road at my road chart and and know where to turn, know what's coming up, know what danger markings. I mean, I can't wrap my that's why I'm trying to to explain to these people at home how mentally fried you probably have to be because you you're trying to read the terrain, read your road book, go fast and and think about everything that's going on. So explain to the people at home how difficult it is or how long it took you to get used to reading a road book and going fast. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, you know, racing Heron hounds or district. Yeah. We follow the ribbon takes no common sense. You know, you see orange, uh, is danger. You follow pink ribbon. Um, now with the road book, um, like you said, you have to go fast, retrain and look at your odometer and look at your compass heading and see what direction you're going to turn and also make sure your GPS clears the waypoints. Um, now that, you know, I do that full time and not like half time and then race Heron Hounds their half. Um, for me to go trail riding on a normal bike is weird to me. Um, you know, I, I go trail riding for like five minutes and then I'm like, oh, well, I'm bored. I don't know where to go because I don't, you know, I'm not following a road chart, you know, so I don't, right. I don't have direction. Um, and I, the last couple of weeks I've been training hard and, just driving home in my truck, I feel really weird because I, I keep looking at my dash, like trying to like, where am I going? Even though I'm going down the 15 for three hours. You're just wired. Right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm used to like yeah. looking at something to know where I'm going. Right. So, uh, it's, it's tough. Um, it's not, you know, it's not for, it's not for the week. No. And, and the thing is, it's, it's not for everyone. Like you're going to Saudi Arabia, you're, you're sleeping in tents, uh, you're waking up at three in the morning. If you ask, and for me, if you ask any moto guy, they're like, fuck this. This is lame. I'm, I'm out. But you've always kind of been an adventurous dude. You like going out and doing shit. I mean, I know kind of what you're, you're like being around here in the high des. Like, you almost got to be a racer and an, an adventurist all in one to kind of do all that. And that reminds me, like, Shorty. Shorty loves it. Yeah. You love it. Like, you, lo- you love going to different, you know, countries and experiencing things and and I'm such the opposite of a person. I'm a fucking little in my bubble. I'm like, I like what I like. I like doing the same shit every day. I can't even imagine myself doing what you're doing. But that leads me to the training aspect. How do you get yourself acclimated physically and mentally? And I know you've been training with Jimmy Lewis out in Pahrump. What is the training regimen for you to to be like, okay, I'm ready to start the rally now? Yeah, uh, you know, that's... That's what I I can't explain this to people. It's really it's really difficult. Try to. <laughs> because um yeah, you can go to a motocross track, you can pay your 30 bucks. You can ride, you can ride some motos, do your laps, laps, do your laps, right. have fun. You can go trail ride, do rally bike, you can go ride the rally bike all day long. And sometimes riding the rally bike all day long with no road book is really good because you're on the bike all day. Mm-hmm. But to set up a single day of training um, it's to set up one day of training to actually like make use of your training. You have to build a road book. So I'm, I'm staring at all these road books down the floor right now in it's, your office. And it's like, there's shit everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have to build a road book that I built a road book from, uh, Baker to Ridgecrest, mm-hmm. 300 kilometers. I would say maybe took me 24 to 26 hours. So, so I built this road book. And and one day, what now? Explain was, to the people how do you build a roadbook? Uh, they have Rally Navigator. It's a it's a website. Okay. They have Tulip is also a little program for the roadbooks, but it's basically Google Earth based, and you have to go in every kilometer, every five feet, and zoom in and see for dangers, turns. Oh wow! Be creative. Um, and it's also you know you gotta. It's I have been doing it by myself, going training, and mm-hmm. it's really dangerous this way, but. In my mind, I, I know I have to do it. So, you know, to to go train on a road book, let alone get a week of training, I have to call this guy, I have to call that guy, make sure this guy can go with me, have this guy meet me. You know, I need feel here. I need you to follow my tracker. I need help with your road book. Um, it's, you know, to train is really difficult. 
It's not, it's not, uh, doing 30 minute motos, right? You know, yeah, that's hard work for sure. Don't get me wrong. It's just, yeah, it's different, right? but it's different. Right. It's, it's like, I'm not trying to get fast on the motocross track. I'm not trying to get fast in the desert. I'm trying to get fast at reading the road book mm-hmm. and making less mistakes. So to get a road book and train is, is a lot of work and people don't understand that because they don't, they're not in, in it, you know? Right. So last week we went training Skyler, myself and Jimmy. We all made a road book, you know, to go ride. So, so each of you made your own or? No, we, like, I made the road book for, for the day. For the day. Got it. Skyler made a piece of a road book mm-hmm. that Jimmy had already had routed out just to help because one person making road books for three people is, is a lot of work, you know. Um, Jimmy worked really hard. He was at his computer, I swear, for the whole week, sun up to sundown. And uh, if you guys know Jimmy, this guy. Eats a Kate's bar for breakfast, <laughs> a beer for lunch, and Romero's tacos for dinner. He and does not get off the computer, so his lifestyle is really uh, still rally like, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I work with Jimmy at Dirt Rider. He's very unassuming. Like you look at Jimmy, and you wouldn't think, yeah, it's just an older dude. Like he likes to drink, <laughs> hang yeah. out, but he can still ride a dirt bike really good. Yeah, he's uh, he's very smart when it comes to mechanical things on a dirt bike. And obviously, people may or may not know. Obviously, he rode race rallies for many years. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is he the highest placing American finish? Uh, I think Danny La- Danny Laporte was. Danny Laporte was, I, th- I believe. And what did Jimmy get in his time? Uh, I'm not sure what Jimmy. I, th- I know Danny Laporte was, I think, second. Okay. Chris Blaze was third. Oh, okay. Well, then I was wrong. So, But what I was getting at is Jimmy is still very active in your training and shorties. Yeah. So... He's the one setting up the road books. He's the one going out with you, meeting you. And does he help you with navigation? Yeah, Jimmy likes to uh, Jimmy likes to help you with navigation and also break your ass down and make you feel like shit, right? Uh, because you know he wants you like how, when, what ways? Like, what do you mean? Like he'll just make a super tough road book that you'll never see in rally, and you'll spend you'll spend an hour in one section. And it just irritates you because you can't find the direction. Um, and then you come back just blaming Jimmy and then at the end of the day, he'll say, you know, why I did that, you know, to break you down, help you out and kind of like, kind of like get you off the, the high horse, you know, to kind of rebuild and, uh, you know, not sometimes to, to make sure you're not thinking you're too good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like knocks you back on your, on your ass, you know, right. just, just so you can rebuild and, and re- remember like who you are basically. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, in rally, we're going to have those days. You're not, you're not going to be opening every single day and just running away from the competition, you know? So to have days like this is really good. Um, so Jimmy's out in Pahrump and dude, <laughs> there's gotta be, there's nothing out there, dude. He's got a brothel. Does, uh, does, he, does he still hang out and like hang out there? Like obviously he's not partaking, but he like, don't they have food there and shit? Isn't it like a bar? Uh, yeah. You know, my first <laughs> time with Jimmy, we do some road book work and then we stop at this place. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> He's like, we're going to grab a, a burger and a beer. Uh-huh. And I was like, we're at a brothel. We're going to eat a burger. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's like a restaurant, and, and they don't even bug you. You know, you have to go into a whole separate room. So, oh, okay. So we walk in, and it's like a restaurant. It was totally legit. <laughs> That's awesome. But at first, my first time, like, hanging out with Jimmy, working with Jimmy, riding with Jimmy, road booking with Jimmy, and, like, staying at his house. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what the hell are we doing? Right. And, you know, now, ever since then, no, we haven't even been back. So, I, I don't know. He's He's got a good little land. He's got some property out there. He's got a big old property with two houses on it and a giant shop. Just uh, So, do you rather train out there than out here? Um, I, I'd rather train um, anywhere I can, you know. Um, going to Glamis tomorrow. I got, you know, road books from Barso to Prump, Prump to Ridgecrest. Uh, Ransburg to Olancha, Ransburg to Bishop, Bishop back. Um, dude, we got road books everywhere. But yeah, training here in, in uh, Barstow and Lucerne is rough because just all the OHV, you know, all the hoops. Right. So you do, you do a 200 kilometer road book and it's, it's really hard because we have all the trails that cross. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of bumps. So you're pretty smoked after um, a day. In regular rally racing, of course, you go different countries. Is it ever get that rough? Like, no, 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 no. So it's fairly smooth. 
It's smooth. Yeah, I mean it's dangerous, right? Because you're you're just you're hauling ass, and there's like big ditches. Mm-hmm. But you're just not constantly just hammering hoops while your tower is like almost hitting you in the face and trying to find your way. You know, so it's it's a different kind of rough. Hey guys and gals, it's commercial time. Stay tuned. More Ricky Brayback in just one sec. Are you an older guy? You still like to go racing like me? And you want longer motos? Go to OregonOldTimers.com. No, they just don't go to Oregon and race. They go to Arizona, Glen Helen, Mesquite, Montana, Hangtown, Washougal, even British Columbia. I'm going to hit up two or three of these suckers next year. Ride. Bring your kids. They have a support class. It's a great time. I'm going to be there. Go camping. It's a good vibe. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. If you have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at Kieferink Testing, and I will help you out. See you guys there. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right there on board with the KieferinkTesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven, I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff um, because I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, Honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex Piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, 
Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at VertexPistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferingTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com You looking to get a new hoodie for the wintertime? How about a hat? Or how about you're just going to be a good boyfriend or a husband and get your wife or chick something cool like a tank top or maybe even some socks? Go to FMFRacing.com. Look cool at the track. Look cool when you go to dinner. Nothing else says I ride dirt bikes more than an FMF hat and t-shirt. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some dough. You can look cool, thank me later, get best dressed awards as you walk down the sidewalk. And hey, if I see you at the track wearing your FMF swag, chances are you will win something from Kiefer Inc. testing. So do it. Go to FMFRacing.com, get yourself some swag. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money. I will see you at the track with your FMF swag. Hey. Are you guys looking for a battery for your bike? Is it dead? Are you pushing the button and nothing happens? Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries. Longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains. Very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep. Still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Thank you for listening to those commercials. You just saved yourself some money and you'd gain some knowledge and possibly a few laughs. That's a good time, right? Here's Rick. Okay, it leads me to my next question, the bike. You just talked about the tower hitting you in the face. How <laughs> how freaking gnarly is it to ride this beast? Give the the listener... How much does thing weigh? Give us a rundown on the bike here. Uh the bike is the bike's fun to ride. You know, seven hundred and fifty-five really, pounds. Yeah, damn near. No, that's it's what, not. That's what it feels like. It's like three hundred pounds, though. Seriously. Yeah. Um. You know, when it's full and then when it's empty, is a completely different animal. Yeah. Um. You know, if you ride the ride bike often, um, when it's empty, it feels like a motocross bike, and then when it's full, it feels like you're riding a a bagger down the freeway, basically. Really. But uh, you know, they're really stable. Um, how I said the tower's hitting you in the head, uh, it's, it, it definitely, uh, puts you on so high the, alert when the tower hits you in the face mask of the helmet and the helmet gets all jammed up and then now your goggles are on your nose. Yeah. Is that what happens? Like when you G out the front, the thing snaps back and hits you in the face or what? Yeah. Like when you're, when you're not really expecting it or when you hit something that you didn't brace for. Yeah. Yeah. That tower comes quick, man. Um, we always sometimes we'll go ride, we'll ride moto, we'll ride trails, and you're on like a an X CRF 450 um, X, and you're like, dude, thing feels like a mini bike. Yeah, is it tough to to transition back and forth? Or are you just so used to the rally bike now that you're good? Um, it, now now I'm at the point where it's tough to go to a small bike. Okay. Um, you know I've done, um, you know I I did the sprint enduro, the district 37 sprint enduros on the new X. Yeah. And man, I it was really tough to go race and and ride the new X. Uh, you know, just because it's way smaller, a lot more, it, it's not a lot more power, but it has a lot more hit, you know, on the bottom. I raced your bike, dude. Yeah. So that same bike. Okay. <laughs> um, has a lot more hit on the bottom than the rally bike, you know, so it's definitely hard to get used to, but, uh, 
I just rather stick with the rally bike. You prefer riding the rally bike? Is it more fun for you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I've noticed, and I've kind of kept up with what you're doing this year because obviously we, we interact a little bit, but you've rode the rally bike way more this year, I feel, than you have than you did last year. I feel like last year you, you rode the rally bike, but you also put some miles in on your X and you rode some moto, but I feel like this year you've been more honed in on the rally stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, last year I trained on the rally bike, but this year, you know, cause I, I was really close, you know, obviously in 2019 winning. Right. Um, I kind of, I kind of wanted to like better my, my program and ride the, the rally bike a lot more. Um, but now, you know, now I don't know, I don't know if I went too far with it or if I didn't go far enough. Um, for sure, for sure I've gone farther than I did last year. Right. So I'm hoping um, when the race day comes around, it's it's going to pay off. How's your training changed? You mentioned a little bit about that. How's it changed from last year? Have you done anything different besides the riding portion? Um, not so much. I I I've been riding a lot more than going to the gym. Yep. Uh, going to the gym like once a week. So, um, you know, trying to lose like trying to lose like a little bit of the muscle mass to kind of get you know, a little bit lighter, but other than that, no, just cycling and riding the dirt bike a lot more. Have you lost weight? Yeah. Like 10 pounds? What? Uh, I think I've lost maybe four pounds. Okay. So I'm about like two or three right now. Um, one of your, one of your guys that you're really close to Johnny Campbell. Uh, I know he's had a big impact in your career, obviously. Is he still going with you to the rally? Is he still kind of helping you do that? And obviously talk a little about him and Kendall now. Kendall is something that changed for you this year as well. Kendall's helping you more. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny's a big part of my program, a uh, real big mentor. Helps me um, not so much with riding technique, um, but as far as road booking and, like, getting the training together because, as I said, it's really difficult to go train. Right. Um, yeah, he's going to go with me to the rallies, help me cook breakfast, drive my motor home. And then, yeah, we brought Kendall along as a mechanic. Um, you know, he's a former champion. so if you guys don't know kendall norman is a last year's heron hound or no yeah. 2019 national heron no 18 sorry 18 heron hound champion yeah um ball champion yeah he's he's, he's one of those up. guys that gets on a on a motorcycle anything really two wheels and he's really good at it yeah really talented yep and crazy yeah <laughs> but he's smart he's re- yeah he's really smart um you know kind of he's kind of like he's good at keeping you calm he helps you understand the situation you know if it's bad so uh, yeah, he's, he seems like the guy will keep you loose. Like he seems like he'd be fun to hang out with a little bit, joking, like keep you calm, like like you said, like loosen up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he definitely helps keep you calm. Yeah, and yeah, loose. Uh, he's good to have around. You know, another American in the bivouac is really nice to have, especially like someone that knows you and I know him. And you know, it's really nice when we have when we have um, you know our little circle in the rally because then it kind of makes you more comfortable and. Makes you feel like home a little Makes bit. Makes you feel like home, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I heard from, obviously, I do stuff, um, some R&D stuff for Honda. And and I hear, like, <laughs> I know you pretty well. I think you're just a big idiot sometimes. I am. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's nice to hear guys from Japan and from um, inside the Honda factory that you're a good test guy. Like, I do not, I did not think that about you. But then I hear Johnny talk about you. And say how good you are at knowing which direction your stuff wants to go. So, how long did it take you to to pick up on some of that to know what you like? Well, dude, um, it's amazing to me because I'm looking at your face right now. Yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. just don't see it. <laughs> I'm really like I'm really particular about my bikes. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm scared to death of of going over the tower or over the handlebars. Um, so I definitely don't ever want my bikes to work like that okay i don't ever want them to kick in the rear um and i hear a lot of these guys they follow your settings on your team yeah it's amazing yeah they yeah i mean they're they're really good riders i just think that they don't want to spend the time you know to to set the bike up so no i'm kind of like the donkey i mean they oh ricky ricky tested he his bike works good he did good this day so i want i want his setting and i'm like no i get kind of mad Right, because you're not, doing the work. I, I don't get mad. I just get upset. I'm like, dude, this is it's kind of bullcrap because yeah. yeah, I'm doing the work, and these guys are, 
you know, oh, I just want this setting. They won't even test it or ride it or spend the hour to, to do circles or to go hit bumps, et cetera. Right. But I do believe that we have the best desert to test in only because we have fast roads that are rocky. We have bumps and sand dunes. So we could do, we could do almost everything and they don't have that. So for me, it's, it's a lot more comfort comforting yeah. to go test with Shoa. Right. Because we have all these terrains. And that's what, what mostly it is, is suspension testing for you most of that time? Uh, Yeah, most of the time is suspension testing. We have durability here in like August where it's really hot as balls. Yeah. But yeah, we test, dude, we test seats, subframes, wheels. We do, we do all a lot of testing, but, um, you know, that's, I notice all that stuff as well. So yeah. those guys, I think don't notice it as much. Right. As or, a testing background, I thought that was cool. Like, Hey, Ricky knows how to set up his bikes and the other guys kind of follow him. Like I thought that was kind of, you know, instrumental in the team. You're kind of a big part of that. So I thought that was really cool. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk a little bit about the rally. Obviously, your goals for this year. I know that you almost won last year, a little bit bitter. Well, what is your goal? And I know you have one. I know what you want to win. But overall, what, what do you want to do this year? I say the same thing the last four years. I just want to finish the dang rally. Okay. But, uh, you know, just finishing the rally is not easy. Um, you know, like, obviously I had – some issues last year, um, you know, Skyler had some issues last year, uh, you know, other people have issues and it's crazy. Cause it's like, we're racing so many miles and it's constant. It's every day. Um, it's like putting your entire race season into like one week. So you gotta have a little luck in there too, as well. Right. You have to have a little luck, mm -hmm. but you have to be <laughs> smart as well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, my goal right now is to finish, right. But you could do day one or day two and, you know, by the third day, you see where you're stacking up, and then you're either like, well, I've lost a lot of time. I'm not going to make it up, or like I'm in the hunt right now, and I need to maintain the position I'm in, so now we're racing. So that was kind of like my plan this year was the first three days I was like first and second. Right. So I was like, well, dude, I have like a nine-minute lead. I, I can handle this. So, I mean, it's you just have to go day by day, um, but at this point – I just want to finish the rally. Has the team done anything different to your bike to ensure that obviously things happen, but have they done anything different to ensure this, the same mechanical will not happen again? Uh, that I don't know. Um, you know, we're all riding the same bike, so it's just very unfortunate what happened to my bike. Right. Um, you know, but like we said years ago, um, when our friend, when our friend Kurt passed away, it takes, you know, you you don't you do like something bad has to happen before we realize like what we have to do right. Yep. So I think it's more or less along those lines. Yep. That's a good way of looking. I never thought about it like that. But yeah, so you got to go through some shit before you get to the other side, right? Exactly. Yep. So I'm gonna rip off three names that you're racing against, and you tell me one thing about this person. Okay. Like like, like just, one thing. Like what do you mean? Could be a strength. Could be a weakness. Just okay. These are three competitors I think obviously could win with you, but I, I want to hear it from your mouth and other people out there want to know a little bit about this guy, these guys. Okay. Well, there's like 15 or 20 of us I can win. That's a problem. But I feel <laughs> I, I, like when I read these three names, I feel like these guys either a already have done it or can do it. Yeah. And maybe I, maybe I don't know enough about it, but I think two out of three have won, but we'll see. So Toby price, tell us one thing about Toby. Uh, Toby is a fucking animal. <laughs> is he just nuts or what? <laughs> no, he's not nuts. He's, he seems fucking nuts. No, he, no. Toby, so he's calculated. Yeah. He, Toby's really smart, but he's also Australian. And I mean, if you guys don't know, Australians are fucking tough. Right. He, I mean, he won the Dakar with a broken scaphoid. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> People take off two years because they have a broken scaphoid, but. No, Toby, he's really, uh, he's like my, other than Andrew, he's like, you know, favorite. He's really outgoing. He's, he'll talk to anyone, always in the best mood. He'll straight up tell you how it is, you know, if it's, if he doesn't agree, you know. Yep. He, he's rad. Um, <laughs> Matthias Walkner. Matthias, um, he's also another really smart guy. Um, 
He's really strong. Mm-hmm. And he's also hilarious. Really? Yeah. He, he'll crack jokes with everyone, you know. <laughs> like, he's he's fun to be around. It's fun to serve tent next to him, for sure. Has he won the round? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's won. Okay, so maybe all three of these guys have won. Sam Sunderland. Sam, I mean, I, I look at him, and he's so small and skinny. I'm like, dude, how does he even, like, go all 15 days in the rally? He has, like, no... No, like, storage on his So body. he's unassuming for, for a rally rider. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's really fast. Um, and also, like, he's, for, for my, you know, in my opinion, he's way too serious. Okay, so he's, like, the moto guy in the in the rally racing world. Yeah, he's he's really serious. Where, like, Toby and Matias are just... Laid back. Laid back, not serious, cracking jokes, where Sam is way serious and just like like straightforward like moto guy like how you said you know like yeah. you do the same thing every day right Regimented. that's how I see Sam yep uh, bonus guy here that I that I came across when I was looking up these dudes that I raced against in Supercross was Johnny O'Bear do you know Johnny at all so I think he might be new this year so he's French he was he comes from a moto background he raced the same era that I did really I mean a good Supercross motocross rider but um He's coming in as well this year. I think he might have came in last year as well, but might have had some problems. But I thought it was cool to see him. Um, all right, so the race is January 5th through the 17th. It's on – do you know what network it's on this year? NBC Sports. NBC Sports. And it's most – usually like last year, it's tape delayed a day. Yeah, but I think the time zone is like 12 hours ahead there. So um, you guys might be watching it a little bit earlier you know, it won't be on at 11 o'clock at night. I'm thinking it'll be on a little bit earlier. So. Yeah, so look it up. Set your DVRs. Um, Root on American. High Des Hero. Ricky Brabeck. Um, KTM has won, what, 17 years in a row or some shit? That's yeah, unbelievable. So let, let's 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 get this done this year. Rick. Yeah, well, we're going to try. <laughs> so we're going to go on a bicycle ride. We're all sitting here in spandex like a bunch of sausage fest homies in this office right now. But uh, <laughs> um Give us uh, your social media handles so people can follow what you're doing. And obviously, you're going to post stuff while you're there, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to post. Um, I'm not sure how the service is out there, but I'm going to try to post every once every day at the end of the day or once every two days. Um, I'll have you know I'll have Johnny helping me, so Johnny will be also putting out updates. Uh, Johnny Campbell is I think Johnny Campbell 11x is his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's JCR Honda, and then my Instagram is just Ricky Brabeck. Okay. Um, you know, between the three handles of media, we're going to be doing post every day as well. Good. Yeah. Let's uh, keep the Americans up to date. I'm sure we're all going to be rooting for you. And I was told from Gary to give you shit about your check mark on your social media. He thinks you're lame as shit because you have a check mark on your and I, on your, on your Instagram. Gary just hates everything. <laughs> He was all tell that you know how Gary tell that dude is stupid with a check mark. Just check mark. He's a cool guy now. He's too cool. He's got he's getting paid. He's a factory guy. Whatever. That's Gary. Fucking Gary. <laughs> Comes right. up here, trail rides, doesn't hit me up <laughs> all the time. All right, Rick. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you.